Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Night Shadows. I'm Stuart Best. Where the paranormal is normal. Where that which you thought you knew, you didn't. And where the future can be known, if you know exactly where to look. Well, hi everybody. And uh, I guess we'll get on with the show. We got Larry down there in the Southland. Hi, Larry. Hey, Stuart. Uh, I've got, I got. I don't know if you could call it house cleaning or what you want to call it, but uh, I, I got this letter and I said I would answer it on the air, so I'm going to try and answer it anyway. It says we were excited to read about the straight gate and narrow path, as we have many questions. We are both college educated and have heard or read and heard your admonitions many times. Would you please give us some specific examples as to what the straight gate narrow way means? For example, does it mean following the Ten Commandments, saying your prayers at night, helping people, tithing, or any other good work? Aren't these works? Why is the sinner's prayer not enough? Thank you for your time. Well, I'll take up the last question. Why is the sinner's prayer not enough? Because Jesus Christ himself said it was not enough. I mean, I don't know what else people need. He said it was not enough. He commanded us, all of us, to enter in and walk the narrow way unto eternal life. And uh, remember when he said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And not do what I say. A very caustic, actually, very caustic remark. Uh, like any other boss, I guess, if you were working for, he tells you to go do something and you sit there twiddling your thumbs and say, I'm not going to do that. Well, you're going to get fired. You're not going to be accepted. What's the difference? If Jesus Christ really is the creator of the entire universe, which the Bible says he is, right there in John, then why are we saying we will not do what he says? I mean, why would we do that? Why logically would anybody do that? Um, you're not dealing with the President of the United States. You're not dealing with... Uh, uh, you know, you, you are, I should say, you are dealing with a protocol. Try breaking in on Biden without an appointment, without any f further setup. And see what happens to you. Larry can tell you what would happen to you because he was in law enforcement for years. And if he was a Secret Service agent and he watched you trying to do that, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to pull his weapon, and he's going to shoot you down if you won't stop. Well, that's the president of the United States. We're not talking about the president of the United States. We're talking about the God who created everything there is. And yet 
we're treating it like, well, who does he think he is? Anyway, here's what Jesus actually said, Matthew seven thirteen through 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, eternal ruin. And many there be which go in thereat. Now the word many means vast, vast majority of people. He tells you why this is true. Because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Why are there only a few? Well, he told you. Because everybody wants to go in at the wide gate. They want to walk the broad way because it's easy. It's simple. And that's the sinner's prayer. It's easy. Simple. There's nothing to it. You go forward, you say this prayer, and you're in. That's what you're told. Okay, now the very next verse warns of wolves, false prophets, that would deny and contradict what Jesus Christ said and bring in a Broadway, wide gate, Broadway doctrine. Okay, here's what he said. Right after he tells you to enter in at the straight gate, beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing. Oh, who are the sheep? Christians. He's talking about Christian preachers, teachers, evangelists. That's who he's talking about. They are they wear sheep's clothing, but inwardly he says they are ravening wolves. Those are the same ones that Peter spoke about. Therefore he says, Whoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I would liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Who's the rock? Jesus Christ, and the rains descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, because it was founded, or anchored, upon a rock. Well, Jesus is the rock, okay? And everyone that hears these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Well, he's talking about every individual. You're either going to do what Jesus Christ said, or you're not. If you obey him and do what he said, you will be wise. But if you hear his sayings and you do them not, then you're very foolish, and you will go into eternal ruin. These are not my words, folks. I didn't make this up. Nobody came down here from heaven and said, Stu, how are we going to write the New Testament? No, I don't think that ever occurred. Uh, nobody came down here and asked me how to write it. Everybody said, well, it's your interpretation. There is nothing here you need to interpret. It's in plain, simple English. You either are going to enter in at the straight gate, and you're going to walk the narrow way, which leads unto eternal life, or you're not. 
And I hear from people all the time, oh, you're just bringing in another gospel. You're bringing in another Christ. You're bringing in this. You're, you're an anathema to the church. Well, you bet I am an anathema to the modern church because the modern church is a fake. It's a fraud. It's deceiving millions upon millions upon millions of Christians. And that's not my words either. That's the words of the Bible. That's the words of the Lord. Okay, so what is this straight gate that people want to know about? Okay, the word straight is very interesting. It means narrow from obstacles standing close about, meaning straight. Now, the obstacles are found in the parable of the sower. And these obstacles are, you hear the word, but Satan simply steals it away. Satan and his demons. You don't understand it, and so you just simply quit. Then you have false Christianity. The Anon with great joy crowd. It's all good news. There's no negative news associated with it. You go say a sinner's prayer, and all of a sudden you've got a ticket to ride the train to heaven. Well, who wouldn't be happy and joyful about that? But there's no negative to it. Jesus said there was a very big negative to it. He called it straight and narrow. Okay, false Christianity. So now the next one are, and it's the most dangerous of all people, even those on the narrow way, cares and pleasures of this world, all the things in this life that pull us away uh, from uh, pull away the believer from asking, seeking, knocking, striving, laboring, continuing in the doctrines of Christ. I'd like to park right there. These are not my words, folks. This is exactly what Jesus Christ commanded us to do. To do. It's what he said. Now you can sit there and say, well, I don't believe what he said. Well, it doesn't matter whether you believe it or don't believe it. It's immaterial what you believe. What is very material is what Jesus Christ said, because that's how you're going to be judged. Anyway, so all of these things that uh, come upon a world, of the world and, and the, uh, all the little diversions that Satan can cook up to keep you from doing what you're supposed to be doing, you get waylaid from the narrow way. And that's the most dangerous time of all. The narrow way people, they slowly move away from the doctrines of Christ and drift slowly back into the world. Now, the root of the word straight is interesting, too. It means to stand, used in various applications, to abide in, appoint, continue in, a covenant, establish. So there you go. Uh, that's why Jesus said, continue in my doctrines. And you shall find the truth, and the truth shall set you free. All of this is part of this enter in at the straight gate. I know people hate it, and they don't believe it, but i got to tell you the truth. This is what it says. I'm not very popular, and I never have been, because they hate the doctrines. They hate what Jesus Christ literally said. I get emails from time to time, or fairly often when I get off on this, 
uh, about the straight gate and their way, and people really get mad. You're a liar. No, I'm not lying to you. I told you the absolute truth. This is what Jesus Christ said. You, your controversy is not with me. Your controversy is with Jesus Christ himself. And I would advise you very, very strongly, do not, do not get into an argument with the Lord Jesus Christ, because you're going to lose. You're going to lose big time, because he will send you right into hell, and that's where you will be forever and forever and forever. Not my words, his words. You will go to hell. He told you so. Right there in Matthew chapter 7. Well, now they've come up with a new deal. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all belong in the Old Testament. They're not anything to do with us in these modern times. These guys are absolute liars. They are deceivers, and they are going to hell. Not my words again. Jesus Christ, speaking through Peter, said that. Not me. Peter said it. Anyway, this means, uh, what is the narrow way? Well, we've gotten through straight, but let's look at something else. All of this means that we are to hang in there, study, to show ourselves approved, and what happens is you are taken down to the lowest room in the wedding parable. The lowest room, remember Psalm 23, where it says, the shadow of death, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Jesus Christ died physically on the cross. And that covers the world. But it was Jesus Christ who offered us a way in. To the entire world. Go into the John. It says he, he died for the sins of the entire planet. The straight gate, the narrow way, as I have said before, is a global offer. People can do with it what they want. He's the one who said it, not me. And he also told you what your end result was if you refused it. Now, you can sit here and say, well, I don't believe that. I'm saved by faith through grace and not of works, lest anybody should uh, boast. Well, that's true. You are saved through faith and by grace. But here's the deal. Jesus Christ came into this world under divine grace. Humanity does not deserve Jesus Christ. There is not one person on earth that deserves Jesus Christ. What did Jesus Christ bring with him? He brought with him a straight gate and a narrow way through his grace. Paul said, I'm not going to frustrate the grace of God. It was grace alone that brought a straight gate in a narrow way. We don't deserve either one. Humanity is the enemy of the Lord Jesus Christ and God the Father and Holy Ghost. We are a fallen race. You don't want to buy into that? That's fine with me. I don't care. You don't want to believe it? Don't believe it. But this is what the Bible says, pure and simple. It's right there. Anybody can read it. 
and you don't have to interpret it. It says exactly what it says. So the narrow way, in truth, is the way of revelation of how dead you really are before the living God. That's all it's about. That's what the lowest room in the wedding parable is all about. It's about a revelation of how dead you really are before the living God. I can testify to it. I was very much alive in this world. God called me. And I descended into this pit of hell. Of hell. Dead. Totally dead. I was alive. I was walking around. And I was totally dead. I knew it. Not from my mind. It had nothing to do with my thinking. This came way, way, way beyond any thinking at all. And then, as I studied and continued, I found that I was going to hell, and I knew it, absolutely not with my mind. I was being convicted of the Holy Spirit that I was going to go to hell. I had no idea why. I didn't know why. And that damnation and hell stayed with me for, I don't know, a year, year and a half. Horrible. Horrible. I went to bed with it. I woke up with it. I walked with it. I was going to hell, and I would get on my knees, and I'd say, Jesus, what is going on here? Why? What have I done? Well, one day I'm sitting on the couch, and like a movie theater, something parted in my mind, and I'm looking in to the love of God. There are no words to describe the divine love of Jesus Christ blows you totally away. And I'm looking at that, and I'm seeing that. And then a voice came, Stuart, do you agree that love runs this universe? And after looking at that love, there are no human words to describe it. It is so far above and beyond anything that you can even imagine, I said, yes, sir. And he said, Stuart, have you ever loved? And I said, no, sir. No, sir. And then he said, will you? And that was the chance I had. That's Jesus Christ speaking to poor little Stewie Best and saying, I'm offering you eternal salvation. I was judged by that love of God. There is no human being anywhere on this planet that can stand against the love of God. You are going to, everyone on earth is going to be judged, unless there's a, um, how do we say, a little bit of a difference a caveat that God has for little children, etc., etc. You're going to be judged by the love of God. You don't not you do not have it. It's not within you. You don't know anything about it. We lost that love, divine love, at the fall of Adam and Eve. That's what this whole thing is about. It's one issue and one issue alone. It doesn't have anything to do with your sins. You're a sinner. The sin is because you don't have divine love within you. That is the sin. 
that is how you're going to be judged because you lost it. You're now an enemy of Jesus Christ. You're an enemy. Why do you think he came here? Do you realize what really happened at the fall? And do you really realize what happened at the cross? I'm telling you, folks, this is so awesome. It's beyond all human words. And humanity has rejected Jesus Christ. The church has now, in its full apostasy, has rejected everything Jesus Christ told us to do to be saved. And we won't do it. We say, no, 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 no. I will not walk any narrow way. There was a song Meatloaf said uh, or wrote, I will do anything for love, but I will not do that. Well, that's the Christian. I'll do anything for love, but I will not enter in at any straight gate, and I will not walk any narrow way. And don't you be telling me about it. I'm saved. I said a sinner's prayer, and I'm going to heaven. Fine, have it your way. You will die in your sins. Jesus was very blunt, and you can't tell me that that's just your interpretation. The words are right there. What part of enter do you not realize or understand? What part of in do you not understand? What part of straight gate do you not understand? Look it up. What part of narrow do you not understand? Look it up. Here's what the word narrow means. And it's not pleasant. This is why Jesus said nobody will do it, or she will do it. To crowd, to afflict, narrow, suffer tribulation and trouble. The root, to rub, and at the base of it, to rut or a worn track or a pathway. And the subroot is very, very interesting. Like a he-goat, a nora. The word nora is uh, most interesting because this is what it means. It means to bite, to chew on, or erode with the teeth like a rat does to a piece of wood. To erode, to diminish gradually as by gnawing. Uh, to afflict, to worry persistently, fear that constantly gnawed me, to cause erosion or gradual diminishment, to cause persistent worry or pain. That's what the narrow way is. Why is it so hard? Because we're born into this world with our senses operating in this world. But when the fall came, everything changed. Everything in this life changed for Adam and Eve. The, um, how do I say, um, it's a judgment. It's a curse is a better word. The curse came. We're in a prison house. Jesus said, you are in a prison house. He said, you are blind and you are poor, and you are wretched, and you are naked. Now, what human being wants to hear that stuff? That's offensive. The cross is, if you understand what the cross is, is very offensive. But you're going to either do it or you're not going to do it. And it's your free choice. You have a free will. 
Jesus didn't come down here with two Uzis on his side and said, you're going to do this or else. He's a very much a gentleman. And when, the, when you come to the judgment of Jesus Christ, when you finally come to the arrival of what this is really all about, and it's really nothing more than a love-type exchange. The narrow way is the way of judgment unto eternal ruin. And few there be that will face it while they're alive. The narrow way is a way of chastisement. Uh, if you go into the New Testament, you'll find where um, your bastard son or bastard daughter, if you have not undergone the chastisement or the judgment. It's not pleasant. So anyway, human love versus divine love, that's all this is about, folks. There's nothing. It's very simple. You will stand before God himself, and you will be judged according to his love. Because you don't have it, because you wouldn't do what Jesus Christ told you to do, that's what the white robe of righteousness is about. It's all about you being clothed by the love of Jesus Christ. It's a pardon. It's a white stone of acquittal. Read the book of Revelation and the white stone. Uh, you might remember the movie, uh, I think it was called Knowing. And the children were given black stones, the very opposite, mocking Jesus Christ, as they always do in the movies. Hollywood is antichrist to the core. The whole world is basically antichrist to its core. So why is it so tough? Well, because you have two hearts. Bible clearly teaches mankind has two hearts. One, you're very familiar with, it's your conscious mind. But there's another heart. Jeremiah says that other heart is desperately wicked, and who can know it? It's so wicked, it's so evil, it lies deep within, and it's hidden. The only way you can get there is the straight gate and the narrow way. And that's what the revelation is of death, of a wicked, evil heart. And uh, believe me, it's wicked more than you can ever, ever believe. Humanity is insane. I hate to tell you that, but that's exactly what it is. We are born fallen. When we think of fallen, we think of demons. We think of the jinn as... Uh, as some are called. We think of uh, fallen angels, but we never include ourselves in that. But we are fallen. The Bible clearly teaches we are fallen and dead to the living God. And it's all over the Old Testament. It's all over the New Testament, if you would just study it out. And because this has been refused, all hell now awaits the United States of America. I'm telling you, we're going in to hell like you've never believed. Any nation that forgets God is turned into hell, and the entire world has now forgotten God. They've turned their back on God. They've invented every religion under the sun, but they will not pick up their cross. They will not enter the straight gate, and they will not walk the narrow way. And therefore, they will die in their sins. Not my words. This is what Jesus Christ said. He said it in many different ways. 
Here's John 647 to 49. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Now you would say, whoa, all I got to do is believe. You better do some really deep search on belief. If you really believe Jesus Christ was the creator, you'd do what he told you. You would do what he said. You don't believe it. That's the whole problem. The modern church does not believe. It does not have any faith. How can I say that? Jesus said it. When I return, will there be any faith on the earth? Will there be any belief on the earth? No. He answered his own question. No. 1 John five eleven through 12, and this is the record. God has given unto us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Now, if you go into Matthew, where do you find life? What did Jesus say? Enter in at the straight gate, walk the narrow way unto life. It's right there. It's at the end of the narrow way. That's when you meet Jesus Christ. That's what this is all about. Now, you can call me crazy, nuts, whatever you want. I really don't care. I know, and I know not by my mental knowledge. I know because I met the Lord, and I was judged. I stood before the love of God, and I was destroyed by it. And had it not been for Jesus coming forward and saying, will you love? And I struggled, and I said, yes, sir. And my whole life changed right there. And I've been preaching this now for the last 35-plus years to almost no avail, but some are picking up on this. So what is the narrow way? Pick up your cross Walk the shadow of death. Jesus died physically. You don't have to. He's very merciful. But you are going to have a shadow of death. Study to show yourself approved. Narrow way. Lowest room. Ask, seek, knock, strive, labor, abide, continue. Do not give up. Find the truth. Truth is life. Who's truth? What did Jesus say? I'm the truth. I'm the light. I'm the life. It's all there. It's all there, folks. It's up to you. So the narrow way is how we find Christ, who is life eternal. It's the way of the truth. It's the way of revelation and the manifestation of Christ. Now, I know they, this is uh, totally denied. It's called totally satanic by modern-day church. And Why? Because Satan knows that if you won't do it, he's got you. That's why, he, they, that's why he's in these angels of light. Who are these angels of light? Who do you think they are? They're the preachers, teachers, and evangelists, even prophetic scholars. are the angels of light. They preach a false salvation gospel. What good does it do you if you know everything that's going on on planet Earth and you know all about the, the uh, uh, Biden and uh, the communists and their takeover of the United States and you know all about Russia and you know all about the Ukraine? 
What good is it going to do you if you end up in eternal ruin? You don't ever get out. A friend of mine went down there. He said, you know what was the worst part? I knew I was never getting out. And the Lord took him down there just to show him. It's all true. Everything I've told you is the truth. You want to reject it and call me a misfit or a lunatic? Go ahead. I don't care. I'll be a fool for God. I don't care. The way of reconciliation back to God. When Jesus Christ came into the world, it was God reconciling himself to humanity. But what people fail to realize is they've got to reconcile themselves back to God or there is no reconciliation. How do you do that? Straight gate, narrow way. That's how you reconcile. The way of death unto life, shadow of death, Psalm 23. It's the straight gate, narrow way. Way of dividing the soul and the spirit. Remember the two-edged sword of the Lord dividing asunder? That's what it's about. And it's the only way out of this evil, evil matrix. So you can either do it or die in your sins. Again, not my words. Here are the words of Jesus Christ. He spoke through Peter. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying or contradicting the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious or damnable ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. What's the way of truth? Straight gate, narrow way. That's what Jesus said. It's the way of the truth. And through covetousness they shall with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now is a long time, lingereth not, and their damnation slumbers not. This is serious, folks. More serious than you could ever realize. And uh, in end of that, I don't know if I answered anybody's question, but it was a sincere question I felt, so I felt I really should... Deal with it because our time is now short. Uh, we're, we're in a lot of trouble. Um, I was just talking to uh, Larry about Bannon. Well, there's a whole lot more going on than just Bannon. And now I guess we can get into that. <laughs> I hope I answered that question. I don't mean to be harsh. But the scriptures are harsh. Jesus is extremely harsh in Matthew chapter 7 when he sends these people away. He says, I never knew you. I never experientially came to know who you are. Get away from me. You work iniquity. Well, the word iniquity means lawless. Well, I'm not a crook. I don't go around stealing and blah, blah, blah. People would say that's not what the issue is. Jesus said, I bring to you a new commandment, that you divinely love one another. Well, how can you divinely love one another if you're not born again? And how do you get born again? Meeting Jesus Christ face to face. It's all over the scriptures, both Old and New Testament. In the Old Testament, it says, I will show you my covenant. 
to mine elect. What's the covenant? Well, Jesus said, I bring to you a new covenant. What is it? Define love. Few there be that find it. Not because they can't. Anybody can find it. It's just that they won't. They say, no, I will not do that. Like meatloaf, I'll do anything for love, but I'm not going to enter in any straight gate. I'm not going to walk any narrow way. I'm just going to say a sinner's prayer, twiddle my thumbs, and go to heaven when the time comes. i got news for you. You're not going to go to heaven. And we are coming up on a time when many, many people are probably going to get left behind. And they are going to face something so horrendous, I could only really want to talk about it. We are coming in on something, and uh, Larry and I are now get into some of this. Um, with Bannon, it's, uh, this is hideous. Now, I don't know if he's guilty or not. If he is, he deserves to go to prison. But I got a feeling he's not. And they're going after Trump, too. They say, Dershowitz, I think, Larry, didn't he say something about he's definitely going to prison? And a few others have said that about Trump. Oh, there's, yeah, there's uh, uh, many, many uh, scholars now, they call themselves, that are coming out and saying that uh, they basically uh, have Trump in their sights and they're going to indict him and he's going to prison. And uh, listen to this headline. This is interesting because it tells you the, uh, I don't know how you put it, uh, design, the evil design behind it. Uh, yes. Listen to this. this. And this is from a, you know, the Yahoo News, kind of a left-leaning organization. But they posted this, says, and this is today, Democrats to push obscure clause in the Constitution insurrectionist to completely stop Donald J. Trump from running in the 2024 election. And also, uh, there's been a number of them, including Dershowitz and others, that said that that it appears they are going to indict him. It doesn't matter if he's guilty. It doesn't matter if he did anything. Uh, They're going to indict him. And if you're under, under indictment, you can't run for any office. You can't hold any office. Uh, they yeah. have a, a, a dastardly plan to destroy this nation. But anyway, uh, there were some interesting things yesterday, actually. This is Yahoo News also. Steve Bannon surrenders to New York prosecutors and suggests all charges are politically motivated, with Election Day only 60 days away. New York investigation into Bannon's Build the Wall project. In other words, it, never, it was pretty public. I watched it on war room from day one when Trump was trying to build a wall and couldn't get the money, there was people and organizations like Bannon that, that uh, you know, received money, money and yeah. put it into to building the wall. And, well, it just outraged the Democrats completely. Well, now I guess he's going to go to prison for that. But uh, listen to this bombshell that came today, because I'd like your opinion on this, Stuart, and where this may be taking us. Uh, this came out, uh, and it wasn't released. This happened yesterday evening, last night, but it wasn't released uh, till today. And on Getter and America's News Voice, that's probably the only ones that released it, uh, Charlie Kirk with the Charlie Kirk Show and Steve Bannon uh, released it today, September the 9th. News, breaking news, that at least 35 FBI raids 
were conducted yesterday, September the 8th, against Trump allies across the USA as part of government's political persecution efforts against Americans' conservatives. Now, Stuart, not only have they not stopped, once they hit Trump and got Bannon again, it looks like they're on board for going after them all. Yeah, this is going to be a communist purge. This is what the communists always do. The American people sat around twiddling their thumbs. Remember Joe McCarthy when he went after the communists? And everybody said, oh, you're going too far, blah, blah, blah. Well, there's too much collateral damage, blah, blah, blah. No, they should have listened to him. This is how the communists work. They infiltrate slowly over time. They infiltrate the military, the court system, the educational system, the religious pulpits. Communists hate Jesus Christ with a passion. They cannot stand the name. What's going on in our churches today? It's all fake. Uh, We are in the middle, or the final end, actually, of a communist takeover of the United States. That's why they're going after Trump. I'm no fan of Trump, and hopefully he'll come back. Maybe. I don't know. I'm I'm not a fan of him or Biden or anybody else. I know what politics is. I know all too well, because the Lord shows you what it is. Uh, when I was shown that America was Babylon the Great, I, you know, it really stunned me. It took me a week to recover from that. This can't be. It can't be. Well, it is. America is Babylon the Great. And look at the prophecies. Babylon goes under the fourth beast of Daniel, which is a communist United Nations And whatever else they've got planned, once uh, New York City is taken out, it'll just move. It'll just move over to to Europe like it was before. It just retravels where it left. And uh, this going after Bannon and all these other people, this is a pogrom. This is a, uh, they're going after people. It's not going to stop there, though. They're going to move fast. They have to before the American people wake up. I don't know, Larry. Are they going to ever wake up? Well, I'm beginning to wonder. And uh, the only people that seem to be awake to some degree, and of course, they're very cautious about the, what they're doing and very and how they're talking and the laws they're working and shaping. But it's individual states. There are some states that are aware of where this is going, and they're in preparatory mode, if you will. Uh, Yes. For a day that we're getting closer to every day we wake up, and uh, that is a separation. So yes. it, it seems like, uh, yeah, this is this seems to be where we're headed. And from the rhetoric, and you know, and I've watched on Getter. But, you know, there's a lot of people, a lot of uh, experts on Getter that are talking. Uh, they're telling the people that this Biden attack. Uh, on patriots and conservatives and Christians and et cetera, that Biden is using this rough language. He wants a civil war, and he wants it now. That's the program. That's where they want to go with this. And they're telling people, be cautious of how you react, and people around you that know about you and what you're doing or saying and uh, But not everybody's going to listen to that. And the, the problem with it, Stuart, is this is a big country. And if, yes, some people, if some people take a step out 
at the wrong time and do the wrong thing at the wrong time, they're going to blame everybody for it. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be, well, you know, the communists did that over in Russia. They did it in Germany, et cetera, where you get neighbor to turn in neighbor. You give them a reward for turning in. Hey, you uh, you turn in your neighbor. You know, we might give you some of the spoils of what they have in their homes. On and on and on it goes. Human nature. Humanity is a fallen creature. They don't think twice about, uh, or most don't, a few would never turn in anybody. But for the most part, let's be honest, they will turn you in if it benefits them and save their skin for a little while. And this is where we're at. And we're in the final stages of this communist takeover, and it's not going to get pretty. And here we are coming up on 9-11. And I want to get into that a little bit, Larry, uh, September 9th. Uh, on September 11th, the harvest moon, the closest to full moon to the autumn equinox, happens on September 9 and 10th, 2022, for the northern hemisphere. Okay, so it is the moon. This is very, very interesting because it's the day before the 11th. The moon represents the church. Satan, or Saturn, rather, represents Satan, and Jupiter represents Jesus Christ, the moon will be right in the middle between those two planets, evidently seems to me to be representing the church holding back Antichrist forces because it's right there in the middle between those two planets. And uh, also, Jupiter is the closest to the Earth, which might represent that the rapture is very close at hand, or at least trouble is very close at hand. Also note that uh, today, nine, nine, uh, what is today? Uh, nine, nine, nine twenty, twenty-two, which is a six, six, six day. Just invert the nines. 2 plus 2 plus 2 equals 6. It's a 666 day. And here we have the moon right in between Satan and Christ, holding back, evidently. And the moon on the 11th will be just below Jupiter, very close to it. Another sign of an impending change that's coming up. Uh, it's just very, very interesting how all these signs are actually coming up. And there's another one, too, I found. There is a red triangle being formed. Mars will move eastward from Aldebaran towards reddish uh, Betelgeuse, I guess. I don't know how you pronounce it. Creating a red triangle in the evening sky, according to the NASA. And it will stay there for the next two months. Isn't that interesting? A red triangle reminds me of a red wedding. Reminds me of Biden sitting in front of that blood red scarlet and uh, the purple on the side, which we got into once before. Folks, the signs are everywhere. Anyway, what else? What do you got, Larry? You want to bring out? 
Well, I, I found it really interesting, too, that, uh, and we haven't got into it at all, but uh, the Queen uh, oh, passed yes. away. And, and you know, there, there's a lot of symbolism seems to be in that. I was watching very, very closely. And, and by the way, it does appear, we had, we had wondered who would succeed her, but it does appear they're already uh, calling uh, Charles, King Charles, yep. uh, in England. And it appears he's the new, and of course, if anybody has ever done any research into Charles, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, boy, I mean, I don't know, I just don't know what to say. I mean, it's just, matter of fact, Standeo, and, and, you know, I know a lot of people, he's not a top number one on the list of uh, candidates for Antichrist. However, his name is there. And he's not a good guy, so I'll put it that way. But what's interesting, Stuart, the symbolism of this, the queen died, and, and you made the comment to me that, and I didn't realize that she'd ruled for 70 years. To yes, me, that was exactly. really interesting. And and what was funny, though, the thousands of people that were there, uh, they, they were in, at Buckingham Palace, you know, after she died and putting up flowers and all this, they were chanting, that she was the best of us, that her generation was the best of all of us, which indicates to me the best has now left. Yes. Which doesn't, that doesn't really uh, give you a lot of hope. But at the same time, Charles comes in, you know, I guess he came in from Scotland, and and uh, here they are, long, you know, long live the king, King Charles. And so what do you think, Stuart? I think it was a sign. In fact, there are some people wrote an article, hopefully I can get to it, where they're saying the very same you just said, that um, when the Queen died, England and, the Euro and Europe died at the same time. They just don't know it yet. Uh, I was no fan of any of these, uh, what do you call, royalty, because I've done a lot of research on them, like you have, and uh, once you understand what's going on there, you're not a fan of them. Uh, but anyway, here's another one. Western Europe is facing total collapse from catastrophic scarcity and price hikes surrounding food, fertilizer, energy, and industry, warned David Dubine. Uh, he says European banks are facing – now, this is, ties right into the queen, and by the way, it ties into Jupiter, which comes to the closest every 70 years. 70 and the queen 70 we're seeing all these 70s pile up anyway european banks are facing the possibility of systemic failures due to exposure to energy markets the desire of the western european governments to keep printing printing money to try to address the devastating energy scarcity that is now irreversible and by the way putin said i'm not going to fix this you, you you lift all the sanctions and we'll talk. If you're not going to lift the sanctions, well, I guess you're in for a cold winter. And, uh, you know, they think they're playing with some idiot. <laughs> Putin's smarter than all of them put together. Always has been. I don't know how many times he's uh, outsmarted the West and NATO. And they never learn. It's kind of like the Arabs going against Israel. Over and over again, they get smite, smited, or whatever you want to call it. They never learn. Well, let's just go home, lick our wounds, and we'll repair ourselves, and we'll do it again. Eventually, they must think Israel's got to fall. 
but they are not allowing the God factor. In fact, the whole world doesn't pay any attention to the God factor. But anyway, American banks also have exposure to Europe's economies, which means a failure of Western European banks, governments, and currencies will spread like a contagion to the United States and the dollar. There are no solutions in sight. And there is no willingness among Europe's politicians to even consider reversing their suicidal policies that led to this crisis. Well, I believe it's all on purpose because it all ties in to the uh, Great Reset of the World Economic Forum. The death, here's what he says, the death of the queen marks the death of Western civilization. That's quite a headline. Today's death of Queen Elizabeth II couldn't be more timely, as the death of Western Europe likely won't be far behind. The Queen has died, but so has common sense, rationality, financial sanity, and agricultural integrity. No civilization can survive without food, energy, and money, and the leaders of Western Europe are hell-bent on utterly destroying all three. Well, this is that great reset. Blame Klaus Schwab and his, his henchmen, Bill Gates and his people, Biden, Obama, those people. How the people of the world can go into this thing without a whimper and not hang these leaders is is beyond me because I understand human nature all too well. So they have to be under some sort of a witchcraft spell, and they don't realize or can't realize what's actually being done to them. That's a good point, though, Larry, that you brought up about the queen. I, boy, I, I do believe she is really a symbol, a bad omen. What do you got next? Yeah, I was going to also mention, too, it's kind of interesting how that uh, it's almost humorous in a way. You know, California has been the leader in the country as far as getting rid of fossil fuels, and mm-hmm. now they're down to the point you can't even keep the electricity on. You're rash- they're rationing everything. They don't want you to use electricity because they don't have enough. And they can't even – get this. They can't even charge – they're telling people, don't charge your electric car right now. We don't have enough juice yet. Get rid of the fossil fuels. <laughs> now, Stuart, that has to be that, – that is a, uh, an incredible sign of complete insanity, isn't it? Well, it is. And I saw a picture. It really made me laugh. There's this electric car parked by the side of the road, and they've got a gas generator. You know, one of those little gas generators charging, <laughs> charging the battery. I mean, it's it is. But the, what did the Lord say? I will smite you with insanity. And it's not just America. It's the world. Look. You've rejected my son. This is what the Lord's really saying. You've rejected my son. You would have nothing to do with him. You don't even want to talk about the name. It really gets you irritated just to to hear the word Jesus Christ. Oh, well, okay, then if you don't want him to rule over you, perhaps maybe Satan should. (laughs) That's where we are. 
And I shouldn't laugh, but if you don't laugh, you'd cry for what's coming. EU member nations to implement mandatory, just what you were saying, energy rationing policies, calling for the bloc to flatten the curve, wherever we heard that before, of demand using Wednesday press conference in language reminiscent of the darkest days of the COVID-19 lockdowns. We're going to flatten the curve. What a lie that was. All of it was a lie, every bit of it. And now we have millions of people maimed, millions of people dying, and Fosse goes whistling down the road with, a, you know, probably several million dollars in his pocket. This this is insanity. The wicked, the evil, go unpunished. The good go into prisons. This is what happens. I will overturn, I will overturn, I will overturn. Why do you call um, good evil, and why do you call evil good? I mean, this is right there in Isaiah. This is where we are, folks. We're calling Evil, good. We're not, but a lot of people are. And uh, now they're coming up with a new wave. We've got some new diseases coming. And you better roll up your sleeve, and you better take the next jab. I don't know, Larry. (laughs) What do you do with this? Well, you do like us, I guess, as long as we can stay on the air and call anybody that follows their advice fools. I mean... Why would anybody out there actually take something that would kill you when you're trying to stay alive? Now, can you figure that one out? <laughs> I don't know. I really, I, I don't know what to think about it anymore. I mean, it, it's it's no different than uh, everything else that's going on. Everything is backwards. Everything is upside down, and people are really beginning to believe what's evil is good and what's good is. They're beginning to believe it really is evil. Now, is there any hue and cry about this uh, roundup of 35 or uh, invading their homes? Has anybody said no, anything? Is there... Yeah, go ahead. No, no, it's not even on mainstream news. Even Fox isn't carrying it. I, this is only America's Voice News, the Car- Charlie Kirk Show, and Steve Bannon and a few others that are parroting this information. They now have such a big tech lockdown a government big tech lockdown on information, not only in this in in America but across the, the world, that literally the truth cannot hardly escape anymore. Yeah. Well, here's another one for you folks out there if you're looking for bad news. Financial guys, three times more extreme than the collapse of 2008. Now, remember, we're coming up on the high holy days. We're coming up at the end of the Schmitter year, and the Schmitter years have always brought economic chaos. Back in 2015, during the uh, Schmitter year, uh, on the high holy days, I can't remember whether it was Feast of Trumpets or which one it was, the Dow dropped 777 points. Now, that is a warning direct from the Lord. Look out. Now, that was... uh, Seven years ago, 2015 was a seven-year warning. I firmly believe that with everything that happened. And here we are coming up on the end. But anyway, once in a while, there's a chart that just blows your hair back, it says. 
In the years of doing this, none stands out like this one. Last week, institutional traders bought $8. billion worth of put options. They bought less than $1 billion in calls, uh, calls rather. And for what it's worth, that is three times more extreme than 2008, when everyone who mattered or who knew, insiders, blah, 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 um, that things were going to crash, and then they did crash. Now, well, here we are coming up on 9-11, sudden destruction of the two towers. And does it mean anything now? I have no idea. But I'll tell you what it does mean, I think. It's a warning that we are going into a financial mess unlike anything the world has ever seen before. Got to remember, this whole thing is global now. And with the Great Reset coming, um, everything collapses and then they rebuild. What I was hoping for was that they would morph into this new system, but it doesn't look like that's what they're going to do. It looks like they're going to collapse everything. Uh, here's a change in horses. Is Israel on the verge of a third intifada? Experts all say that Israel is a slippery slope in the West Bank as terror attacks continue to rise. What do you think, Larry? I thought kind of they were already in a third intifada. Well, it kind of comes and goes, but uh, that's another type of insanity that continues all the time. <laughs> they they beat each other's brains out, and then they recover, and then they start all over again. Yeah, you would think that, uh, you know, Israel would just say, look, I've had enough of this, and we're not going to do this anymore and just get it over with. However, we do know that we have Isaiah 17 coming up, and Isaiah 17 only takes 12 hours to be over and we don't know exactly who all the parties are that whip Israel really bad because it says in Isaiah 17 that Israel barely escapes the flesh of Jacob waxes lean it says and then they introduce something new a strange plant and uh, we don't know exactly what that is I think it has to do with the arrival and uh, talking about the arrival, Larry, the UFO reports are just skyrocketing. What do you think? Yeah, that's very true. One of the thoughts that crossed my mind when you said those strange plant, that could be yes. a hybrid or the hybrids. Yes. Yes, it could. I hadn't thought of that. But, yeah, Absolutely. This is going to be really, really weird. We are entering into Daniel's 70th week. I don't think there's any question about it. I was reading an article where a guy was saying, well, we don't know whether the Schmitter year is really true or not. Some say it isn't. Some say it is. But uh, he lays down all the evidence that says that it is, and the evidence is overwhelming, just like the evidence for uh, this year being a, a big pivot year into Daniel's 70th week. It's overwhelming that that's the truth. I know we don't want to face that truth, and we wish it would all go away, but I got a feeling it's not going to go away. Here's another one, Larry. North Korea codifies the right 
to launch preemptive nuclear strikes. North Korea, Kimmy the whiz kid, <laughs> declared his country would never relinquish its nuclear weapons as the regime's leadership codified in law its right to launch preemptive nuclear strikes, state media said Friday. North, the Norse's rubber stamp parliament passed a law authorizing the military to use nuclear weapons automatically and immediately in case of an imminent attack against its leadership or important strategic objects in the country. What do you think about that? That's scary. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking how that, uh, you know, whether you like Donald Trump or not, Really, you know, it's pretty much irrelevant, you know. You don't have to yes. like him. You don't even have to want him. But he did have the strength, and, and for four years you watched it. I mean, every day he had the really strange ability to walk with our enemies and not go to war. I mean, it yes. was unbelievable. And the very minute, the very minute America decided we can't stand him anymore, and they allowed the elite, basically, the the deep state, you know, and I can name a bunch of folks all involved in that, to actually uh, put forth an election, and in this interesting, Stuart, to put forth an election where everything that was strange showed up, nothing had ever happened before like that, yet you can't look. Oh, my God, you can't really go look back at the election? We can't go there. You can't look at those things. And here we are with somebody that actually starts wars with everybody. You know, we're right on the verge, Stuart, at the very moment, we're right on the verge of nuclear war, basically. And I know people think I'm overstressing that, but I'm not. Uh, You know, it's very possible that a nuke will be used in Ukraine, and we're right on the verge of that possibly happening, and it goes along with the Torah codes from Barry Rothman. And at the same yep. time, uh, Garden Chang was on again today on uh, the War Room and also uh, America's Voice and actually gave his opinion that China's about ready to strike. They're going to strike Taiwan. And you've got Ed Dame saying, that. well, I believe that North Korea is going to do something to assist China and when we move our forces that way, because what they did, then China's going to hit Taiwan. So we've got that scenario going on. We've got Iran right now that's in the same situation that they're about ready to go to war. And, you know, I mean, it's just unbelievable. And we're all in the middle of this, and we've got a guy in office that basically I call an empty suit with strings attached. And you've got Obama and all these others in the background pulling on the other end of the strings. And all they can do is start a good war. That's what they want. they got to have their nuclear war because they got to have uh, the old world order. Remember when Obama said the old ways don't work anymore? And a lot of people just glossed over that comment he made to the graduating class. It's right there. He made it several times, actually. The old ways just don't work. Well, the old ways are the Bill of Rights, the Constitution. The old ways are Christianity. The old ways is uh, everything that we thought was how things should be done. No, they got to get rid of all that. Well, North Korea and Iran are buddy buddies. And uh, 
It was uh, Dr. Doom who said North Korea will use a nuclear weapon in anger. They'll be the first to use it. And then we had that vision of two American cities being nuked. I don't know where they are. Nobody knew. But two American cities would be nuked, and they wouldn't know where it came from. But it would be North Korea. Now, if you go into the uh, Deagle forecast, where America drops down to, like, I don't know, 90 million people rather than the 340, I guess, we have now. I'm sure it's a lot bigger than that because of all the influx of um, fifth column operation going on right now, which Biden's allowing, or Obama-Biden are allowing. Uh, On and on it goes. So that dream was that two cities would be nuked, and it would be North Korea. You go on to Bill Deagle's forecast for 2025, and North Korea doesn't have anybody, basically. Now, why is that? Because we probably return the fire, if it's true. We don't know if it's true or not. It's a dream, well, vision. Yeah, go ahead, Larry. Yeah, to go along, and now I don't know where, you know, I do read some books from uh, an author in Florida by the name of Bobby Ackert. Mm-hmm. And he's an incredible, matter of fact, he's got one going right now called The Perfect Storm, talking about a, sol- a solar scenario, a uh, tsunami, basically, of... Uh, you know, that takes out the power grids and basically puts us back into the ancient dark times. But uh, he he wrote a book series that people, you know, and I know some people think you won't be here tomorrow, but we may. You know, and if you want to read his scenario, he's got a book series called The Lone Star Series. And oddly enough, in that series, he he puts in there how that uh, we get hit with nukes. Uh, some of our, well, first is that, you know, we actually get taken, uh, our power grid goes down because of uh, EMP attacks, you know, and mm-hmm. it came from really basically North Korea. But if you want to read that book, it's very intriguing. It merely makes you think because it involves Kim, it involves North Korea, and the end result is we're messed up, but so is North Korea because we nuked the fire out of it after we find out they've hit some of our cities, and we know it's them. And oddly enough, you know, he wrote this book dovetailed around basically Dr. Peter Pry, who, by the way, just passed away. And uh, Dr. Peter Pry, you know, he warned about the uh, electric grids, uh, you know, of the nation for years and years. And they finally got rid of him, put him out, and, and they've done nothing. Well, the only thing they have done is put more Chinese parts into our electric grid. So the interesting thing, though, that, that out of his books that come out was the, the, the historical knowledge that actually America, as you call it, is made up of three power grid systems. One is mm-hmm. Texas. Texas. Texas has its own internal power grid that's not connected to the the uh, American East and West power grid system. Alaska has its own power grid system, too, that's not connected. So if if America got hit like uh, over uh, the Midwest or, you know, the the Northeast Mm -hmm. or any of those areas, you possibly would have Alaska still functioning and Texas still functioning. So we don't know where this may go, but Bobby Ackert's books, the Lone Star series, it's a book, I think, of six or seven novels that 
go into each other, and it, it just—it's it, almost—it's almost ominous how no, they, may know all the of this inside. stuff about North Korea, North Korea and Iran and Russia and China—it all just seems to begin to fit together, and, and kind of like that prophecy. Well, he may know what the script is. There is a script. You can see it. If you're really watching what's going on in uh, in uh, Ukraine, for example, they're they're gunning for this war, but they're being very careful, so it doesn't look like this is all going to be just accidental. You know, somebody pulled the switch they shouldn't have. Blah 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 blah. And um, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> America and the people of the world are doomed, and the Bible prophets told us we were doomed. It would come in the last days, and then a polar shift, a literal polar shift, terminates totally our uh, global civilization, and we start over again. (laughs) We never learn, and I guess we never will learn. That's what the knowledge of good and evil does to us, and I know people think that's foolishness, but it's real. That story back in Genesis is absolutely real. I don't know how it worked. I don't know what it did to our DNA structure, but it's real. You cannot have two opposing spiritual forces within the same brain. It doesn't work. And that's what the Lord's been trying to show humanity right along. Here's another one from Hal Turner. War with Russia. War with China. Civil war. Congress is literally trying to get this country destroyed because they are broke and need debt forgiveness. (laughs) Well, I don't know if that's why, but the Bible says the same thing. America goes down. You don't have any other escape other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He's it. There is no other. Anyway, what this is all about, when it comes down to it, it's a debt for land swap. Okay, the bankers run up our debt to the point where, and this is all over the world, to the point where nobody can pay it off. So then they come forward and say, well, you guys can't pay this debt. This is terrible. But what we will do is we will take all the land, everything, and we will cancel the debt. And you would owe nothing. This is what they're doing, folks. Remember when Klaus Schwab said, you will own nothing and be happy because all your debts will be gone. However, there's a little caveat in there. Uh, We will come to your house, and let's say you owed $300,000 on it. That's gone. However, because we own all the land and all the houses, we will give you a loan at 1%, and your payments would only be $300 a month or less. You're going to have to take this mark in order for that to happen. Uh, there was a guy that was up in Canada, and the Lord arranged him to go into an international banker's meeting, and he heard all about this land for debt swap and how they were going to do it. And they're going to do it, folks. This is what's coming. 
It's a debt for land swap. That's why they're getting every. That's why we're spending money we don't have. Obama a long time ago said we're broke. We don't have any money. He was telling the truth. They're broke. They don't have any money. They don't care because they want to drive the debt up to the point around the world so that nobody can escape this. That's why they hate Russia. That's why they hate Putin, because he's kind of separating himself from it. Anyway, uh, what else you got, Larry? Well, I mean, we could go on that for a long time. Oh, absolutely. And and what's interesting, too, is and the funny part about uh, a possible coming arrival it, it'll be so interesting when the rich people, the, you know, the ones that think they run this country, find out, the, you know, those that, that that arrive tell them they don't own anything either and need to be happy. Because isn't it odd that they're going where everybody else seems, they're taking everybody else to this place, but they're going there too, and they ain't figured that out yet at all. I don't think they ever will. You, you've said a number of times that the the elite – the ones that are running everything are the most deceived of all, that they are. They really do believe that they are going to be rewarded. Well, they are going to be rewarded, but the reward's not going to be what they thought it was. I'll never forget that X-Files movie where uh, these international people, these bankers, are all invited to this hangar to meet the aliens. So the aliens come in and kill them all. And that is essentially, I believe, what's going to happen. Uh, the arrival, speaking about the arrival, the UFO reports are everywhere now, and that is indicative of the fact that Israel is about to go into something really big-time trouble. Now, whether that is um, Isaiah 4, uh, 17 or whether that's Daniel 8 and 11 or who knows, but uh, there's trouble brewing over there in the Middle East. And it does come to a head, and uh, things have to be decided. I'm amazed that the Israeli people have allowed their leaders to constantly go for, uh, um, what do you call those things, interlude where they don't fight anybody, and and give the enemy all the time they need to restock all their rockets and everything else so they can kill more Israel Israeli people. It's It's insane. How they go for these ceasefires? Anyway, well, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Larry. I was, I was going to say this is something else you can call insane if you want to about Israel. Uh, they always seem to be in line of doing crazy things. Uh, they have now. This just came out in the last couple of days out of Israel that their investigations now appeared, and you know what they did with the with the jab. You know good and well what they did. They jabbed everybody they could jab, and they got problems now. But uh, mm-hmm. their investigations are now showing that uh, that there never was any trials or uh, really looking into what the, these jabs would do to people. None of that. This was simply given to jab everybody with. And once they jabbed everybody with, they have figured out now, after all this time, that it don't work. So you're, you're, you're giving yourself something bad to stop something that's really not that bad, and you're worse off in the end. And guess what? This is the funniest part of all, Stuart. Israel has finally decided that some of the things that 
treat it with would just be simply ivermectin and hydrochloroquine. What do you think? They come to that decision finally after all this time. Well, I think what they're trying to do now is run for cover. They knew exactly what they were doing. I don't buy anybody didn't know. If you're a nurse, you should have known. That's what your job is. If you're a doctor, you're supposed to be God, right? And you're supposed to know everything there is to know. And and yet you jab these people and you kill them. And uh, you, then you plead in, innocent. Well, I didn't know. It's your job to know. Uh, it's Fossey's job to know. They knew. In fact, now we know they knew all the, all the while that this was going to be really, really dangerous, and they did it anyway. Why would they do that? Go to the Georgia Guidestones that they just blew up. This was a culling operation. It's not stopped. They're going to continue with this in one way or another way. They want to cull humanity down to a manageable level. And according to the Georgia Guidestones, that's about one-half billion worldwide. And I know people just can't get their mind, well, our government won't do that to us. Well, of course they would. They want you dead. Do you think government really cares about you at all? They never have. They never will. They may start that way. But corruption comes in real quick. And it's not going to stop because mankind's a fallen creature. There is no government on this earth that can be formed that will be successful. That's what Jesus Christ is trying to tell people. It's not going to be successful because you are fallen. So no matter what you try, it's not going to work. And it's not going to work even in the millennial reign where everything is basically perfect. And what happens at the end of it? Same thing that's happening right now. Why? Because the knowledge of good and evil is the secret to this whole thing. The tree of knowledge was real. And when mankind took it, they fell, and they were cut off from the living God. And the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. Well, here we are, right? Anyway, um, Steve Quayle made this comment, total destruction of the military from all directions now. But no lack of money for Ukraine, illegal aliens, and money for everything and everyone else except the American people who need it. What do you think about that, Larry? I thought that was right on. Well, I, I think that's just priorities. <laughs> illegal immigration, yes. destruction of the military, Ukraine, war, that's their priorities. The American people haven't been the priority of this government in a long, long, long time. Yeah. Yep. And it's not going to change. Ukraine military chief says limited nuclear war now possible. What is he saying? It's now very probable. Putin threatens to let Europe freeze over winter, raising the risk of energy racing. Well, they already are. In fact, I, th I can't remember which country it was. I think it's Switzerland. You can't set your thermostat above 66 degrees. And if they catch you, you're going to go to prison for three years. Can you imagine the intrusiveness of all this? And it's all engineered 
folks, this is all engineered. It's it's not it's happening because they are wanting it to happen. It's all part of the great reset. This thing could be solved tomorrow night if the people would just rise up and say, No, not going to do this. Good luck and with then, that one. It's not going to happen. They know that. The rich men know they've got it in the bag. They know that most people are not going to do anything, even when they come for the guns. They're probably not going to do much resistance. If they could remember what happened in Russia and what happened in Germany, uh, they might not be so willingly easy to give up their guns. You give up your guns, you deserve the prison camps you're going to go into. Because at that point, you have no means of defense. And uh, they've been after the guns for a long time. Um, Here's another headline kind of interesting. Earth smashed its record again for the shortest day. And the repercussions may be catastrophic. Fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 24. Now, this is interesting, folks, because the Earth's spin is slowing, and it evidently is speeding up. And uh, remember, the Earth is like a top, and we have already reported uh, wobbles. The Inuit have reported wobbles. Uh, I've seen it myself. Other people have seen it. Um, Housewives particularly have seen it. One day it's totally different than the next day. But it's not enough so that most people notice it. Anyway, what else you got, Larry, before we close it? Well, I was going to uh, <clears throat> kind of update on the sun and the sunspots yes. I've been watching. And uh, right now the sun, after throwing some M flares the other day, is kind of quiet, if you want to call it that. There are sunspots, but they're not producing particularly. But the um, two big sunspots on the other side of the sun, especially the one that threw off that X something that they won't talk about, and I posted it on my blog. You could see the blast. It was just, it was just beyond the pale, big. I mean, it's just huge. And uh, but anyway, they gave it a week, uh, you know, for for that those to move around towards us. So sometime, and I know your time calendar, uh, sometime next week. Uh, we'll be we'll be lining we'll be lining up with those big ones. So I don't know. It seems to be fitting in. And by the way, uh, uh, you know, Augusto Perez is also warning about uh, the next couple of weeks in September. He says he expects something to happen. I think something is coming. I don't know whether it's on 9/11 or 9/11 is just a warning to get brace yourselves to get ready because the Schmitter year ends. In uh, September 25th, and I believe it really is a Schmitter year based upon what's happened in 2008, 2015, etc., etc. It seems like God is using the Israeli people's calendar, uh, even though it's off, way off, he seems to be using that. And uh, so we just have to wait and watch. But remember that the Feast of Trumpets is a feast day in which um, no one knows the day or the hour, like Jesus said. No one knows the day or the hour when I'm coming back. If it is on the Feast of Trumpets, which it could be, who knows, Um, then um, the 27th, if they sight the new moon, 
is the last trump of Feast of Trumpets for 2022, and they're into 2023. So there you go. We're, we're close to Daniel's 70th week. There's no question about it. And uh, it's just too bad that people are just not paying any attention. And then when you have this Ben-Gurion airport gearing up to bring all 70 nations straight from the airport to the third temple, folks, how many clues do people need? What else you got, Larry, before we leave? Well, you know, you're exactly right. And and with the FBI going rogue as they are and beginning to (laughs) raid just individuals, uh, that they choose to raid now, it seems to be increasing, and this is going to bring us closer to a civil war. Don't know how, don't know when, but it certainly is pushing us that way. Yeah, yeah, they, they're doing everything they can. This is the final phase to destabilize the United States. Once that's done, then the U.N. can come in under Article 42, Chapter 7 of the U.N. Charter, and we will be seeing U.N. troops on American roads, cities. Uh, it's just too bad to watch a nation go down this way, but prophecy said that was going to happen, and lo and behold, it's happening. It's amazing, really, when you stop and think about it, that uh, over 2,500 years ago, these prophecies that were made, and Jeremiah, Isaiah, and the rest of them, are coming true exactly as spoken. And uh, that should prove to people who God really is and uh, that he's real and that he means what he says and he says what he means. And he says it in such plain language that you don't have to interpret it. You just have to obey what he tells you. And that's the problem with the American Christian. They will not obey. And, uh, well, obedience is a work. You don't have to obey. Well, then have it your way. Don't obey and find out what happens to you. Anyway, thanks a lot, Larry, for coming on, and uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. This is a real heads up over the weekend and into next week. Ought to be very interesting times. Anyway, good night. Take care of yourselves and uh, protect yourself and your families. Good night, Paul.